Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. everyone, it's Jen. You know Jess and I often talk about how Aloe Moves helps us stay fit. But May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I really wanted to point out how amazing the site and app are for mental health as well. It is so easy for me to get stuck in a rut mentally or get stressed out or feel lonely when I'm working from home. I'm guessing you've all been there too. But I found that a much more productive way to deal with those feelings, or even just like a bad day, is to hop on AlloMoves.com and reset. Allo Moves is the award-winning on-demand streaming wellness platform app and website that has workouts, mindfulness, nutrition, self-care, and more to help boost your mental and physical well-being. I also love that I can take the same class as friends or connect with other members in the community comments. Allo Moves really brings people together. Lately, I have been very into the five-minute relaxation body scan with Susie Mark Shifflin. Guys, Susie is the most soothing instructor. She incorporates these sound bath sounds into her head-to-toe relaxation exercise. It's so easy to do. Obviously, there are also yoga classes and exercise classes and so many other things you can learn and check out on allomoves.com, but I just had to share that one with you. Find yourself together when you join Allo Moves. Join the community on allomoves.com today and use code FATMASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com code MASCARA20 for a 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's allomoves.com and the code is MASCARA20. Okay, okay. It's interview day. Oh, it's Fat Mascara. Hi, I'm I'm Jen. I'm You're Jess. Jess. I'm starting to so excited to get to the interview. All right. So well, it's actually not our usual interview day because it's Wednesday today, but this is our last replay, right? It's our last replay, and then we'll be back on Friday with a whole new episode, whole mm-hmm. new interview. Jen is gonna be back on land 
in New York, <laughs> in her home. Let's hope I make she, it. She's, yeah, oh, that's not even, poop, poop, poop. Let me say stuff like that. Oh, okay? I meant more because my family will drive me crazy. Nothing wrong with oh, the whole okay. Crowd, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. That I can't help you with. Um, <laughs> I know. But um, no, they're lovely. Um, so listen, I hope you had a really restful vacation. I hope you're having a restful vacation. This is so weird just to talk about it when we're not here, but yeah. it's okay. Erica understands. <laughs> we're, we're resurfacing her because she's a genius. I mean, she's, she's like, like a literal genius, genius <laughs> sister scientist. We learn so much. I love, okay, I love when we have, we only have these kind of scientists on. Scientists who are able to break it down and talk to us like real human beings yes. and tell us what we need and what can go. Exactly. She was really good at that. And I wasn't kidding about how smart she is. She has a degree in chemical engineering from Stanford. NBD. Oh, also an MBA. NBD from Northwestern's <laughs> Kellogg School time? of Management. <laughs> Erica did, apparently. Not only that, she had founded her own seed group, MSeed, a product development, wow. contract manf- manufacturing, and brand development company. They, they provide strategic growth solutions to aspiring entrepreneurs. The best thing about her is also, you know, she's affectionately known as sister scientist on social media, but she uses that platform to encourage young women to pursue careers in STEM. She's just a beautiful person to talk to about why science is cool and make science cooler for you. So that's, that's kind of one of the reasons I love Erica. So we originally interviewed her in 2021, um, and this aired in March of that year, just for some context if things come up news that seem a little out of place now in summer 2022. But um, if you haven't heard it yet, we cannot wait for you to meet Erica Douglas, the sister scientist. Wow, I was about to just call you Erica, but then I was like, she is so on brand with the jacket. (laughs) Hello, sister scientist. Hello, how are you guys? Hi, welcome to Fat Mascara. Thank you, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. We're excited to have you. You've been on my radar for years. I love following along with you. I love how you break down science so simply. And we have so many questions for you. But first, I have to ask you, because you seem to have a bunch of jobs. Like, how would you describe it? You're like an educator, a formulator, a bench chemist. Are you that still? Like, how would you describe yourself professionally? Oh, yeah, I'm... I'm a lot of things. Um, so yes, I'm all of those things. I am a bench chemist. I'm a formulator um, by trade. Started off that way. Um, and now I am doing, I'm an educator. So through Sister Scientists, I do a lot of education for uh, young women interested in STEM and also just beauty consumers and um, who are just interested in what, you know, what's going on in this bottle here? What's great for my hair? Why is this not working? And just really educating the, the consumer on what, you know, what's fact and what's crap. Um, and then of course I'm an entrepreneur. I'm the CEO of, uh, a, manu- a contract manufacturing company called MC group. And that is where I, I like to call that. That's my, my adult job. Um, but <laughs> I work with startup brands and helping to, um, ideate, innovate and scale their brands so that they become the next big thing. And is that, just hair, hair and cosmetics, all different kinds we of products. We do hair, skincare, some home care or home goods. Oh. Uh, we do oh, not do goods. color cosmetics at the moment, um, but hair and skin are definitely my my passion. And um, and we currently have a variety of, of of very exciting hair and skincare companies, up and coming companies, companies that I'm sure have have already hit the scene and are you know making their 
their print on the industry. So we've been able to see people before they were, you know, before anybody who knew who they were, and now being able to know that we had some level of involvement in their success is really what motivates me and drives me and kind of keeps me going every day. Now, do they let you talk about which brands these are? Is it all like you're the secret formulator behind? Yeah, the, if like, I tell branding. you, I gotta kill you. There, you know, we've uh, stuff we've seen. Stuff you've seen. I, I put it like this: you you can't walk up and down the Target beauty aisles without okay. seeing something that we've manufactured and or formulated. How exciting! Um, but you know, but that is you know one of our big things is discretion and confidentiality. We don't put everybody's business out in the streets. Um, it's it's the secret sauce, and mm-hmm. we and we keep it under lock and key. Okay, all right. Well, you know, let's talk about how you got into beauty. Obviously, you know your your foundation is science, but you've said that getting into beauty was really kind of spurred by like some negative experiences, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So can, I don't want to. I don't want to take you. I don't want to get too too painful, too personal. Oh, now I look back and I just laugh. Um, okay, but uh, I had severe allergic reactions to um, nickel and certain types of metal, so I couldn't like wear belts without something. So I was oh, wow. constantly breaking out in rashes. Um, Wait, so a belt, like when I think of a belt, I think of the buckles being like outside, not touching your skin. Like, how did that? Yeah, but as like a kid playing on the playground. Oh yeah. If it okay. if the, if that nickel part touch ever touched my tummy. stomach, I would have a rash for weeks. Um, I'd imagine like some like you know jewelry would even bother ju- oh, you. Oh, that's that was the next thing I was going to say. Jewelry, I couldn't wear. Matter of fact, I didn't get my ears pierced until I was twenty two because okay. I had so many bad reactions to jewelry, mm-hmm. um, necklaces. Um, things like that. My hair, it was just, you know, I had this thick, curly, dense hair that nobody knew what to do with. Um, And I always wanted it straight. And because that was the only style that I felt was acceptable. And there was nothing really to style my type of curly hair at that time. So I was always in the hair shop for literally Saturdays were just spin maybe six hours in the hair shop trying to get your hair straightened. So it was like- Where you did lo- you grow up? Uh, I grew up in the north suburbs of Chicago and Evanston. Okay. Um, and shout out to my E-Town fam. Um, <laughs> and, you know, but that was Saturdays, you know, yeah. with, a, with a hot comb smelling burnt hair, but you felt like you had to do it because otherwise you weren't going to walk around looking at the time what they were like, oh, you look crazy or unkempt or unacceptable. And so I had a lot of, um, I would say issues around like, you know, just the the fact that I couldn't wear my hair straight. I I used to remember literally praying to God that when the stylist would wash my hair, that it would just come up straight so that I didn't have to go through the, the, the fighting and the pulling um, and the burning. I had so many burn marks on my ear. It was just a mess. I felt like I was just a walking advertisement for what not to do <laughs> yeah, yeah. and what not to wear and how not to look. Um, and so when I realized that cosmetic science was was a thing, um, I was on the pharma track. So like drug development, um, I was, you know, kind of on the, the biochemistry track for actually developing um, pharma drugs. 
And then I stumbled across cosmetic science and I was like, wait a second, are you telling me I can use my skill set to create the solutions that I didn't see or didn't have as a child? Mm-hmm. And I was like, sign me up. Um, <laughs> and it was just, it was very natural because what I also realized kind of, you know, kind of looking further out, I was very much, you know, had one foot in this very technical scientific world, but also another foot, very creative. I was a dancer. I was a singer. I was an artist. Like I I actually secret is I actually went to school in California to be an actress. And I was just hoping I could get close to Hollywood so I could blow up. And then I realized that Stanford was in Northern California. (laughs) But honestly, I thought I was going to be in, you know, like I thought I was going to do something more artsy, more creative. Cosmetic science is the perfect blend of both worlds because of course it's, you know, I feel like it's like 50% scientific, technical. There's a lot of things that you have to be done and boxes that have to be checked. But the other side of it is very qualitative and creative because everybody doesn't like the same thing. And so you have to really understand your consumer. You have to understand her needs, her pain points, her lifestyle to really create the perfect solution. So there's really no one answer fits all, one product fits all. Mm. And that's where kind of the creativity and the art, the artsy part of, of, of formulating comes in. So it's, it's really allowing me to use both sides of my brain, which I I love love. that. So it's not, so it's like you're, you're dealing with aesthetics. It's not like it's a drug, like, does it work? Does it, does it, you know, that was cure that, cure the reasons that I left. Itch. Yeah. yeah. Because I, when I saw all the red tape around, you know, like what it would take to bring a drug to market and how some drugs, you, you could be working on it for 10 years and they just scrap it. Like, yep, yeah, that didn't pass. <gasps> and on to the next one, I was like, oh no, not my work. Yeah. Like somebody going to take this drug. I, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this oh my God, you're cosmetic so chemistry was a much more fluid. She wants the way. big reveal. Yeah. Like, yeah, I it's was more like, rewarding. Somebody's going to see what I've been working on for the last oh yeah. five years. Oh my gosh, that is hilarious. <laughs> That's a really clear, the way you're describing that, that's super clear. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I imagine, I'm picturing you on this pharma track. I'm imagining it was a bit of a boys club and then oh, you're at Stanford yeah. Probably not a very diverse one at that, if I am picturing the room correctly. I was one of three women in my class, I believe, out of a class of 20. So there Oh, wow. I'm sorry, there were 19 students, if I remember correctly, who graduated Kimmy my year. Three of us were women. And I was the only, um, the only Black student. And then my best friend was the only Latina student. And that oh, wow. was pretty much it. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, well, you, and you spoke to, you just told us about how being a, a black woman, well, a black girl, how that informs your beauty decisions. Mm-hmm. But now, now that you're in the biz and you're in this boys club, mm-hmm. still probably not that diverse. How does being a black woman like inform the way you look at developing products do, or does it? Oh no, definitely. I, I say that's my superpower. That's what, <laughs> that is what has allowed me to be as successful as I have up to this point is because I see a perspective and I see, I see in the, the solution and how the consumer interacts with what we're formulating in a very different way. I came, my first lab was three men. Um, we were developing, that was at ORS. We were developing mainly multicultural hair products specifically for, for African-American women. It was an Indian guy, a black guy, I think a Polish guy, and they're all bald. And we're sitting <laughs> around a table 
talking about what this woman wants. And I was like, look, I know I might be like 23, but I'm a little more experienced in this than all three of y'all combined. And, you know, it took some time to develop that confidence. But what I realized was that there was... um, there was value to being able to speak both languages. So the Mm -hmm. marketing team loved working with me and they would like secretly take me under their (laughs) their wings (laughs) and let me come to the photo shoots and do all the fun marketing stuff because I understood the consumer in a way that, you know, my counterparts didn't. And being able to speak the marketing language, the consumer language, understanding what she wanted, she wanted her edges to lay. Well, that's kind of hard to explain to somebody who has no edges or has... To the bald guys, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then being able to come back to the lab and say, we need to develop a formula that has a fixative that allows um, some type of pressure points on, on the temples in order to, you know allow for longevity and hold, you know, all the technical jargon. Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay. Now you're you know? speaking our language. Right. Yeah. And so it's a superpower. Right. And then being able to take that when we develop a formula and then, you know, they would come into the the, the uh, presentation days, as we, we called them, and would use all these big words. And everybody would be like, huh? You know, and it's like, okay. Your edges are going to lay flat. Right. It's like, how do I, how do, so, you know, we used this type of fixative that is going to allow for the edges to lay, but it'll rinse out easy. It's not going to, you know, create flaking. Um, Mm. And being able to relate those things to the consumer, because that's what she cares about. She doesn't care about the big words and, you know, the technical jargon and the patents. She just wants to know if it works. I, I can picture you, so as you get, like, you just came out of Stanford, you know cosmetics or hair from being a woman and doing your own hair. What surprised you the most when you got into this lab? Did you have a vision of the way product creation works? And was there anything surprising about seeing how it actually works? Yes. And in many cases, I was surprised coming from a very rigid, you know, kind of quantitative environment how in the lab it was kind of like, yes, there's a formula, but we're going to try a little bit of this, a little bit of that. It was very much, it was more like cooking than like technical, like formulation mm. in pharma, right? Um, and I enjoyed that. And it's kind of like you you got to create and play until you got something really close. And that's when you lock in on like the details of the formula and understanding how it works and talking about the stability and then looking at safety and things like that. But there was such a creative window to that process, which is what I, I that's why I immediately fell in love with it because it kind of allowed me to get out of the box that I felt like I had been put in very much. Yeah. So most of my young life, it was kind of like, you can't be both. You can't be the dancer and the chemist, you got to choose one. But this allowed me to feel like I was in this world of beauty and fashion where there was a little more creativity involved. And and I love that aspect of it. But then also honing in on all the technical details that were needed to ensure the consumer safety, ensure stability. Like it was just the best of both worlds. And it just made sense to me. I I asked too, because I was thinking about how 
presented to us sometimes as consumers, products are like, this is the end all, one answer, we found it. But what I hear you saying is like, there could be three different answers and we'll just tell you the story in a couple different ways. It's not like, this is the product. It's, you're pretty much right, yes. Of course, marketing will always say, we wanna market it this way. But as a chemist, I'm always thinking of all the other ways we could do work through this problem. Oh, yeah. That's not probably... Uh, the best route from a business perspective, (laughs) you know, but, you know, everybody think of all of the variables that we have from, you know, the type of hair we have, the curl pattern, the porosity, elasticity, the environment we're in down to our skin to, you know, normal, dry, oily, like there are just so many different variables and really there is no one product fix all. There are products that address more things than others. And then there are products that are very specific for very intentional problem or or products that are intentional to solve specific problems. And we need both of those because nobody is the same. So, um, you know, I think there are as many solutions as there are, you know, the multitude and variety of people that exist and, you know, and that's that's the whole point is to make sure that there are solutions for everybody, because that was the that was the kind of the notion, you know, 20, 30 years ago is kind of one product fits all. But yeah. now we live in a world where we we we've learned to, you know, that the world is very um, colorful and there are a lot of different types of people and different types of needs. And that also, that's what has helped the the marketplace expand. And I love embracing that reality rather than uh, I got to make one product that's going to make everybody happy. Because uh, sure. then that means, I, you know, I have job security. <laughs> but are there, you know, yes, there are different products for different people and different hair types and everything. But, you know, I'm sure you get questions just generally across the board from all different types of people, whether friends or relatives or, you know, consumers. What's a no-no? What should we not use? We're not going to use this ingredient, right? Like, are there any any ingredients unequivocally, no matter what your hair type, where you're from, you will not use? Um, That's an interesting question. Um, one, I think a lot of it is due to people's kind of sensitivity and priorities of how their lifestyle, like how green are you? Do you, you know, how sensitive is your skin? Is your hair? I No, we're talking about you. Me? <laughs> yeah. Um, and and I, the reason why I ask this is because we are like in a moment, I do think we're moving back from this a bit. And Jen and I have mm-hmm. talked about this on, you know, previous shows and in, in you know, shorter and deeper discussions. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we've come from the past year or two of just like marketing of like, know this, we're free of that, free, 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 Mm -hmm, free, free. mm -hmm. And I'd love to know where you stand as, you know, somebody with actual expertise on this subject. (laughs) What are you like? Yeah, Not what people want. No. (laughs) I'm not talking to the marketing department right now. I'm talking to somebody that actually (laughs) knows. There you go. It's a much different conversation. So I think there are a lot of myths. Um, my biggest one, my biggest pet peeve are people who like hate silicones. Silicones are like the best thing since sliced bread, in my opinion. <laughs> um, they do a lot of great things, but they've gotten this bad reputation that they're, you know, evil and they don't, they stop your hair from growing. I'm like, no, it's the best thing you can use, especially if you um, use a lot of heat in your hair, but it's great for shine. It's great for just in, in, in 
ensuring that, you know, the moisture stays captured in the strands of the hair. It's one of like the miracle ingredients that I wish I could just use in everything. Okay. We um, love silicone. She wants to use it in everything. She wants it on a sandwich. Okay. <laughs> she wants it on her fries. Um, okay. Let's see. Petrolatum. <laughs> Uh, which is basically like Vaseline. Um, a lot of people are very anti-petrolatum, uh, but actually, um, it's one of it, it's one of the best ingredients as far as you know holding in moisture and and being able to you know kind of absorb and 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 not leave a residue. It's one of the best ingredients. Now, when you look at the studies, when in people why people are anti-petrolatum, it always has to do with how it interacts with the skin for the most part or how it is actually processed. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of people are anti-using it in their hair, which I'm like, does it matter? Your hair is dead. So why wouldn't you use it on the one part of your body that it really can affect, especially since it washes out fairly easy. Um, If anything, I think people have it backwards a lot of times where they're like, oh, I don't want to use it in my hair, ill petrolatum. But then it's the second ingredient in their favorite lotion. And I'm like, ma'am, you have it backwards. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Is there anything else like that you feel people are like, this is, they say no, but I say it's fine. Um, I would say... So parabens, um, or do you have any nose? Yeah, and, and do you have any nose? You should use parabens sparingly. I do, you know, see the data. It's not conclusive, but if you are, you know, a very health conscious person, I can see why people want to avoid parabens. But there, you know, but I also feel like there is. Are we talking about endocrine disruption? Like, what is the data that you're thinking? And of how do I know how many like parabens that? are in? <laughs> there, yeah, parabens have been found in and associated with a lot of different types of breast cancer. Um, and they, you know, one of the biggest theories is that they've been using deodorants, and a lot of times that's how it, you know, kind of comes into the breast tissue. But there's actually hasn't been any like conclusive study that shows that that's a a definitive way to, you know, that that is linked to cancer. It is a potential factor. There, you know, it has come oh, up. We've talked about correlation but, okay, and causation great. on our podcast. Correl- yes. Hey, okay, yes, yes. Correlation and causation. <laughs> and so that is one of the, the the gray areas, but people have, you know, put their, their flag in the sand and they're like, parabens, no. And it's like, there are things that have way more data around it, like the hamburger you're eating at McDonald's, mm-hmm. than the parabens. Oh, that okay, you're... so that's on the no list. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, I do indulge every now and again, but it's like it, it is hard for me to understand how I see people, you know, going in a, about I only use juices and berries in my hair, but then I see you eating a burger at McDonald's. It's like you're more concerned about what you put on the the, the, the these dead follicles coming off your yeah. scalp than what you're putting in your body. Like that, that makes no sense to me. It's like, if you're going to live that lifestyle, be about that life. If, if you're going to be about that life, like keep that same energy, right? People are not logical. But think- yeah, but people are just, it's just <laughs> trendy. And it's something that, you know, it got a lot of hype. And so people just bought into it without really understanding the why. When you ask a lot of people, why don't you like petrol atom? Why don't you like silicones? They really don't know. They just say, oh, I just had heard. 
Oh, or they say, and I'm like, they who's say. they? And I'm like, who's they? Please <laughs> tell me, send they to me so we can talk. <laughs> everyone is Jen. You know Jess and I often talk about how Aloe Moves helps us stay fit. But May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I really wanted to point out how amazing the site and app are for mental health as well. It is so easy for me to get stuck in a rut mentally or get stressed out or feel lonely when I'm working from home. I'm guessing you've all been there too. But I found that a much more productive way to deal with those feelings or even just like a bad day is to hop on AlloMoves.com and reset. Aloe Moves is the award-winning on-demand streaming wellness platform app and website that has workouts, mindfulness, nutrition, self-care, and more to help boost your mental and physical well-being. I also love that I can take the same class as friends or connect with other members in the community comments. Aloe Moves really brings people together. Lately, I have been very into the five-minute relaxation body scan with Susie Mark Shifflin. Guys, Susie is the most soothing instructor. She incorporates these sound bath sounds into her head-to-toe relaxation exercise. It's so easy to do. Obviously, there are also yoga classes and exercise classes and so many other things you can learn and check out on allomoves.com, but I just had to share that one with you. Find yourself together when you join Allomoves. Join the community on allomoves.com today and use code FATMASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com code MASCARA20 for a 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's allomoves.com and the code is MASCARA20. Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's Highest Air is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. And it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp, something we learned about on a recent episode. And all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus... 
They have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honey Love's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset, so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area, so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good, whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence. Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honey Love. It was funny when you said those two ingredients, I was like, because people have this connotation or not connotation. They just like see them as like heavy, slimy. I don't know. They're picturing coating on their hair. Is built up really a a bad thing? We hear a lot about that in hair marketing. Is that, is there science behind that? But build up, like, can you really get a big old coating on your hair? Tell us. Let me tell you the secret to build up. Wash your damn hair. (laughs) <laughs> that is the like secret. the shampoo really just take out yeah that's whatever the, that they're... is literally okay. the whole point of shampoo but then we had co-washing it's like oh you don't co-wash here because you don't want to strip the oils i'm like but then you don't like build up but you don't but you don't want to use a shampoo like you're you're not making any sense ma'am um and you know again a lot of this depends on the type of hair your activity what products you're using this comes right back to my point about silicones what people consider buildup is actually protecting your hair. Um, Mm. And if you feel like, oh, silicones are too heavy for my hair, then use some of the lighter um, silicones. There are so, the silicones are so light, evaporate, you know, like they have uh, different um, consistencies and weights to silicone. So don't put them all in one box and definitely if you have fine hair, you have buildup. The buildup happens faster because your hair absorbs pretty much like 30% of its weight in water. Um, and so you can definitely oversaturate your hair to the point where it becomes limp. So that means if you have fine hair, you probably have to wash your hair more frequently in order to avoid heavy buildup. But if you have thicker strands, if you have more resistant hair, um, more porous hair, you may not experience that same ingredient, that same product in the way that somebody with fine, uh, low porosity hair may experience it. And so that's why I say it's very important to understand your hair and, you know, your biology before you just throw everything in one box. Um, because silicones are great for, for this consumer, maybe you should be used sparingly for another type of consumer. But when it comes down to it, when we all wash our hair, the silicones all come out. Um, there's also buildup from, you know, kind of products like flaking, um, you know, kind of the the white residue that you might see in your hair, um, 
you know, and just oil build up over time because your hair can't absorb all that oil. Uh, it, it absorbs very little oil. Actually, oil is used to pretty much create an invisible barrier on the hair so that the water that you have trapped inside the cuticle stays inside the cuticle. You know, I, I like to do an experiment or like a little demonstration of oil and water. Like that's the whole point. You put the oil on top of your hair to keep the water that you have worked very hard to, to mm-hmm. infuse into your hair in there. Um, but oil is not a moisturizer. You know, it is. An it's e- an occlusive. Exactly. Yeah. So, right. um, so those are, these are myths that I like to kind of Yes. Uh, address in some of my workshops and online and, um, and and really just getting people to understand the science of it all so they can understand how silly some of these things sound. So I like what you're talking about with like, you know, the oil, the silicones can be like, you know, a protectant, but I've got to be honest. Like sometimes whenever I do use hot tools, not often, but when I do, I just like go real fast. I don't always, I don't always use a heat protectant. Do I... I, um, she almost jumped off the Zoom. She almost jumped off the Zoom. We, we almost lost her. We almost I, lost I her. I encourage you she to went go out of frame. watch my video on my on my website called Fry Eggs, Not Hair. And I do an experiment of what it looks like when you don't, when your, your hair is, you know, on uh, using heat tools without a protectant versus with it. And it, it's the sim, It's the same thing of the the whole commercial when they say, "Here's your brain on drugs." I was just picturing that. <laughs> like any questions? That's exactly. It's the same experiment, kind of. Oh um, boy! But essentially, what oh, silicones boy. do, they slow the speed of how fast heat actually penetrates the hair, and what causes all those cracks and abrasion, which leads to premature breakage, is because heat is being you know forced into the hair at a very fast rate. Well, silicones help to slow down how fast the hair, the heat gets through, but the but the hair still gets straight. It's still getting the heat, but it it reduces how many like cracks and abrasions happen during the process. So for you, especially if you have like oily hair or fine strands, you might want to use a light silicone spray versus like some of the serums that can be really heavy because mm-hmm. you may you may have an association with silicones being that they're heavy, they're greasy. Light silicone sprays, these are the ones that have, uh, that are probably their first ingredient, probably like cyclomethicone, cyclopentasiloxane. Those are very light, um, uh, light silicones that evaporate very easily. So that's better than nothing. But a lot of people associate silicones with the serums. And if you have like oily hair, or fine strands, people are like, oh, it kind of makes your hair feel like a cowlick or something. Is that dimethicone? Is that one of the Yeah, the dimethicone ones? tends okay. to be one of the heavier ones. Mm. Um, but then there are also water-soluble uh, silicones, like your amino dimethicones, PEG-12 dimethicone. They tend to be more, um, less substantive to the hair, but still mm. offer some benefits in shine and protection and moisture retention. So it's like, I think people have associated silicones to like that thick dimethicone, but there are so many types of silicones. Like it's going to make my hair like come together and like little right. sections. But the, but the sprays are probably really great okay. for fine and oily hair because they evaporate very quickly. Okay. You don't fry your okay. hair. Can I get another? I feel like we're doing a lot of myth busting here, so I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna lay another one on you. Can your hair become immune to a particular shampoo or conditioner? 
I hear this from a lot of people. I swear it's true for me sometimes. Like you have a favorite shampoo and then like three weeks later, it's just not doing it for you. Right. So I think What's it's- What's going on there? That is, it is possible. And a lot of times it's just because in many cases, there's like, and, and this, there's probably, I'm not the most scientific explanation, but my one of my theories about this is that a lot of times- we are addressing the cuticle layer of our hair. We're, we're washing, we're treating, we're styling the cuticle layer. Oftentimes, a lot of styling or using the same type of product over and over, um, especially with aggressive washing or brushing or anything like that can change the surface of the hair. And so when like, oh. when and kind of like, you know how the cuticles like sit in, almost like shingles, like on a roof. Mm -hmm. And when we're kind of brushing away at those shingles, it's like you're almost like lifting up another layer. And so uh, oftentimes products will interact with that new kind of exposed layer differently. So my hair is changing. Yes. So I'm thinking the products stopped working, but really my hair has just It's interacting it. with it differently. Because also that yeah. means that you probably have a lot of uh, kind of rough spots, holes, abrasions on the surface of your hair, which means you probably need something different now than what you had in the beginning. And a lot of times mm. that, and that just comes from normal wear and tear. We can't really avoid that. You can, you know, you can cause premature breakage or, or, or damage to the cuticle layer just by doing this, you know, people who do this all the time or play in their hair. Every yeah. time you touch your hair, every time you have any type of friction, any type of, you know, kind of, uh, you know, rubbing of the surface of the hair, it's literally like, you know, dead skin. You can't see it, but it's, it's literally yeah. flaking off and you can do a lot of that. It's the same with skin too. Do you buy into silk pillowcases? Oh, yeah. Oh, she likes it. Yeah, I don't go anywhere without it. <laughs> I take my silk pillowcase to the hotel. I don't um, find them as comfortable to sleep on, but people really like them. Like they're not, but really I look good in the morning. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yes, and anybody I date needs to know. I'm like, <laughs> you you must understand why I need my silk pillowcase. And case. you do it to, to prevent breakage, I imagine. It is. It's basically just. Again, talking about that friction. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, that's why I asked. You are so reducing like, friction. You are reducing also like cotton material absorbs water. So anytime you put uh, your hair on cotton or polyester, any, you know, types of material that oh, absorb Jess, water. Jess, should we admit that we... We go to bed with our head, our hair wet. It's, Jen and I are like 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 hair on twins. cotton pillowcases. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like I'm doing a cotton like a poly blend right now. Like Macy's had a sale, and like <laughs> I really like it's pretty but, rough. But these are the things. But also, see, these are the things that I think get lost in translation, oh, especially like yeah. culturally, because a lot of black women would never go to, you know, sleep like that. Right. <laughs> but it's because of the texture of our hair is what we're trying to, how we have to manipulate oh our God. hair to get the style right. But like, yeah. I never yeah. understood when a lot of my white girlfriends were like washing their hair every day. I was like, what? Who does that? <laughs> that was like, so when I realized that it was like mind blown. This wow. was like when I was like 10 or 11, I had a sleepover 
And my friend was like, you don't wash your hair every day? And I was like, no. (laughs) You do? You do. Exactly. I'm I'm laughing, thinking of my soggy, gross pillowcase. and like, (laughs) what a fool. Like, it's like, it's so weird that I have breakage. Meanwhile, I'm like thrashing about like every night with my wet hair and my like rough burlap pillowcase. Right. But these are things, especially like, um, I just had a conversation today where uh, I was like, these are things like as a child, like this was something... You knew you had a silk scarf, you had a silk pillowcase or something. Now that these conversations are ha- being are being had like more yes. mainstream and social media, I'm like, oh no, they're everybody's learning all of our secrets. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes scientifically, it makes a lot of sense. And that's when I come in, I'm like, well, let's talk about the science behind this. It's yeah. not so crazy. Um, but yes, I mean, also you have to admit if your hair is like really, really wet. Then yes, your 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 pillowcases are absorbing all that water. Um, for you know, if I already have a style intact, or I'm trying to keep my curls intact, what I'm trying not to do is create friction or static that's going to cause the curls to go every which away. Which is why the silk pillowcase is much better for maintaining uh, a style that is already in place. Jen, yeah, that we makes gotta sense. find a new way. We gotta find a new. <laughs> way. I know because like I do like an air dry wave. If I don't want it to get all roughed up, clearly I could wrap it or do a silk pillowcase, and I'd be better off. Um, can I ask you before we talk about your personal favorite products? I had one more question. I feel like a lot of times Jess and I sit in these like beauty launch events, and they're and the hair company is like, we have this ingredient and it's whatever. Muromuro, Kapasu, Acai, Himalayan oatmeal, water. Beef, right. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm wondering, is there a list of like, these ingredients actually do something and these are just like, well, throw it in. It sounds pretty. Yeah. Like, do those special ingredients that we like a trendy, are they really doing anything? <laughs> You're trying this to get This is where we fired. need video. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> and if, if the answer is it makes you feel good about no. using the product, it smells good, that works for me, so, you know? So let me kind of explain it this way. Okay. Um, if you see a product that is extremely affordable, very low, low price, and they're talking about, oh, it has all of these exotic ingredients, mm. just assume it's not in there at a very high amount. It's probably in there just enough to make the ingredient panel. Um, however... I would hope at higher price points that um, a brand, a chemist would invest more in using those ingredients at a higher concentration because the margins are there. You can afford it. But are they beneficial too if you do put them in a higher concentration? In some cases, yes. Unfortunately, there are not a lot of studies for a lot of these exotic ingredients, they're really more theories. And and also, you know, one of the favorite parts of my job when the world was open was being able to go and experience how these natural ingredients were used, you know, culturally in different parts mm. of the world. And so you're really taking the lessons learned from from people who have passed it down generation to generation and how they have used it and figuring out how can I incorporate this into uh, a more formal formula to to leverage those benefits for the overall you know benefit of this of this formulation, um, and so yes, in certain concentrations, any ingredient can have an impact. 
But Especially it sounds like if there's a cultural history behind it, there's a reason fermented rice water has been used for a thousand yes. years. Like it's got to be doing yes. something. But, yeah, the, okay. but also, let's mean they were actually putting their hair in fermented rice water. That was the only ingredient versus, oh, I'm just going to put a little drop here or I'm going to, you know, yes, uh, yes. yay, let's call it rice water. Mm, no, um, <laughs> a lot of times the benefits and if, I'll give you a secret. Don't tell nobody. I told y'all. If you look at some of the claim substantiation briefs, especially like in Europe, if they're ever um, available to the public or you have access to how, you know, people are making claims, a lot of times they say, oh, it's more moisturizing or it's, you know, helping to soothe the scalp. It may not be the actual key ingredients that they promote, but it's other ingredients in the base formula that's doing the heavy lifting. And then they kind of just throw the key. And Erica's like, "Uh uh-huh, it was the silicone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So, but- No, that's that's good to know. But there are also, but what I love is when I do have um, a, a product brief, a project where, you know, if somebody tells me the price point of the product is $40, I can go ham, you know, it's like I could go literally just be pouring all this stuff in and and really understanding how some of the exotic oils and extracts really make a difference. And I can visibly see it when we're testing because we're Mm. we're literally putting them in at concentrations that are making a difference. And I look at it as if I take this ingredient out, will a consumer notice the difference? That's when I I think of an ingredient as effective or or used at a at a at an efficacious concentration. Um, but you know there are some ingredients. Let's just say if you take them out, you wouldn't notice. Right. It's just kind of for the romance of <laughs> it's this for product. the romance, and we all love to be romanced. Yeah, I I you know I really do. I, like to be romance. I'm not going to lie. Like I'm not, I'm not really about like that clinical product. Like I just want the ingredient, just give it to me in the pack. And like, I want to know the percentage and just give me the results. Like I fall for the whole, I don't say fall for, cause that makes it sound like, you know, I'm foolish and people who buy into beauty are foolish. Like I love the whole storytelling. I love, you know, the origin story. I, I love it all. So mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that, that's the fun part. That's what makes yeah. beauty fun and it's different and, and it's never the same, right? And so, and I do love the the aspect of what I do, being able to tap into all these different cultures, all these different regions of the world that offer so many natural benefits from the earth. And then, you yeah. know, figuring out how can we utilize this in our everyday life? You know, because it seems like the this sure. this group of people have it together and it has to be the Himalayan water that they're drinking. <laughs> like it has to be something <laughs> in the soil, something in the yeah. oils that makes it seem like they're a lot, they just have it all together. Skin is clear, you know, they they look, you know, they're 60, looking like not a day over 25. Like, what is it in this cultural regimen? that I can pull from and utilize in my own life. And that's what I love. It's like you're, 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 you're literally going around the world to figure out how to have a little bit of this and a little bit of that and experience all these different cultures and, you know, and the different things that you touch every day, which a lot of times, you know, for a lot of people who don't have that experience, you're kind of getting that experience at the shelf in your bathroom. Yeah. 
And I'm okay with that. Romance. Yeah, most people most people do not get to go to Tahiti. So yeah, a Tahiti yeah. Tahitian bloom Mono- flower. Right. You know, jujubes. Manoy yeah, oil, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Manoy. That, thank you. That's what I was trying to get at. Um, now, are you allowed to share with us? I know we can't know all your clients, but some of your favorite hair products or beauty products in general. Yeah. Um, you seem like you have it figured out a little bit. You know that, you know, I just, I just look that way. <laughs> <laughs> so what are, what are some of your it's favorites? It's different day to day. Um, yeah. So let me think. Hmm. Right now, I'm obsessed with a brand called Ajwa that recently launched in Sephora. Um, Ajwa is a, uh, it's a, uh, the the founder is from Ghana, and I think it means born on a Monday. Um, And so she's put a lot of her cultural um, aspects and, and kind of cultural inferences into her formulation and it just shows. Um, and the, and the products are really great. So I'm, I'm in love and love and love with her. Uh, I think it's the leave-in conditioner. Like that's my go-to now. Um, pattern beauty, like Mm. obsessed with the gel right now. Um, let's see. Do, 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 do. I currently am using Elodia shampoo. This is a doctor who went from being a a PhD. She's a scientist as well and kind of decided, I'm just going to stop what I'm doing and put all of my creative and energy into developing a product to maintain um, healthy hair. Shampoo is fire. Um, Elodia is the name? Yep, Elodia. Um, Okay. And then, uh, and then kind of like my staples, like I love a good Cantu product and, you know, that's yeah. one of my kind of go-tos. Like, I feel like I can do, use a lot of things in, in their collections to, you know, get my curls to act right. Um, and then also Shea Moisture. Like it's, I'm always like, if I don't have smoothie in my bathroom, <laughs> hair, like it's, it's not going to be a good day. It's a classic. It's a classic. Um, yeah. and then they're just very creative in all the collections that they use and how they utilize a lot of the ingredients stories. Um, I just love how they innovate. Um, What's on your eyes right now, can I ask? Because when you popped on, and you you often wear glasses, but I, I was do. like, that is a good eye to go with Thank those glasses. Thank you. Um, Maybelline. Yeah. Maybelline. Um, and then I use a lot of lip bar. Lip bar uh, for the lipstick mm. and just like a, a, a natural nude that I can throw on real quick. Um, and then... The, Wait, is your Maybelline, like, is that your mascara? Is that what you're talking yes, about? Yes, the Maybelline I, uh, Like Lash? I believe. The pink and green? Yes. Oh, the classic. Classic. And the eyeliner. It's the the matte mm. one. And mm. um, and then I use lip bar uh, foundation and lipstick. Okay. Lovely. Good brand. Thank you. I y'all. like your hair. Yeah. Recipe. I mean, my bathroom is pretty much a drugstore. Um, and it's just funny because I have all these different jars and bottles and that have like just numbers on them. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, so testing everything out. I'm using stuff that never made it to market, but I was like, it was my favorite and I still have three <laughs> jars of it. So we're going to keep you. <laughs> Job benefit, huh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Wait, before we let you go though, mm-hmm. I don't know if you're up for this. I gave you a warning, but we do this thing at the end of every interview. We do a little speed round of fun questions. <laughs> 
She's game. Of course she's game. I'm I can game. tell. Wait, Jess, you want to hit her with the fat five. mascara five? Yeah. Yeah. So just quick word association. Don't overthink it. What is the beauty product that you first fell in love with? That's a great question. Let me think about that. Um, I would have to say I it would be eyeliner. I cannot leave the house. Like, even if I'm going to the garbage can, I probably have on eyeliner. <laughs> really? It, that and a good brow. <laughs> but when you were, like, younger, did you, like, have one that you loved? Oh, when I was younger. First. Yeah, like first your first, love. like, oh. Was it like I, a Wet n' Wilds? That was, like, Like, I'm into this. Like, 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 sign me up for this beauty game. Honestly, it was... It was probably this product called carrot oil and it was basically like a cream that I put in my hair mm-hmm. um yeah that's the that's the first one I remember like feeling like it was always at the house and feeling like I couldn't leave without it um but it was just a moisturizing cream that was that was it but it also smelled really good it was like I thought it was like a whole bunch of carrot oil. Um, <laughs> and that and the hair mayonnaise. Those were two products that like conditioning wise, um, I felt like my hair was always better when I had those products. Um, and it okay. was all about just main. At the time, I didn't realize it, but it was just like my hair stayed moisturized longer, which was one of my big issues. I just had severely porous hair that was always drying out really fast. So I drank that stuff, <laughs> literally. Like, my hair was like... Okay, this one's a little bit deeper. What quality do you most admire in others? In others? Mm -hmm. Confidence and... Yeah, like, confidence and authenticity. Um, Like, I don't care who you are, you know, what you like, but if you own it and you're and you're about it, like about that life, then I respect it. And there are people who I'm like, "Eh, I'm not with it, but I respect the fact that they have owned it. And that's just, you know, they have accepted it and they have made this statement to the world that that's where they stand. And I can respect that. And and that allows me to know who you are and there's no wavering. It's the back and forth and the, you know, kind of shadiness that that I don't like. Don't like shady. At first, I thought you said confidence, and I was like, hmm, I like that. We haven't gotten that one with. I was like, I was like, but I too don't like when people don't know what the F they're doing. I was like, and also, I would do not want to be messing up on her team. No, no, no. <laughs> Competent. Like I'm going to make it's, that my second one. Yeah, okay. Confidence. Confidence. Yeah, exactly. Competence. <laughs> I was like, oh, what you time. Doing. Yeah. Okay. Confidence. Confidence. Just to be clear. Okay. If there were one, if there was one rule that you wish everyone would follow, what would it be? Man, these are hard. Um, they can be like silly though. Like, um, you, you don't have to like. You can take them as like silly yeah. or as serious as you want. Like you could really be like whatever. Um. One rule: like, don't get in the turn lane if you ain't turning. Like that Done. is. My pet peeve, if we're coming up to a red light and you know you're going straight and I'm behind you with a clicker on saying I'm turning, get out my way. Like that. Competence, oh, people. Like I go there, I every day on my way to the office, I go down a side street just so I don't run into those That's people. Funny. Because when I when I get behind those people, 
Mm-mm. My whole attitude changes. I'm no longer a child of God. <laughs> it is not nice. <laughs> Don't do that to her. Okay. No longer a child of God. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. That was so funny. Okay. If there were to be a movie made of your life, who would narrate it? Oh, um, I feel like it. I mean, I, I just got to go with Morgan Freeman. Like that's. <laughs> Just lay it down. Like, no, I, I'm going to go to the right to the top. Right to the top, right. Like, <laughs> I just, it has to be ominous and, you know, have like emotion. It was like, and then she arose. Like, it has <laughs> to be dramatic like that. Yes. <laughs> I like it. A lot of gravitas yeah, in this exactly. movie. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, I'm so sorry. I'm still picturing you behind the wheel, like with a scowl <laughs> and like your foot on the gas and like ready to believe. I have okay. a lead foot. It is it oh is my god. not good. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, and then what is the most played song on your playlist right now? Oh <laughs> what? Um Be so true. like for me, it's like either straight trap music or like gospel like there's no in between <laughs> child of god or someone's in my turning lane <laughs> like right now it's probably up by cardi b yes okay or wop i don't know it, it goes back and forth um but then on the other hand i'm playing like cycles by um what's his name jonathan Mick Reynolds, which is like a, a a very popular Grammy Award winning uh, gospel artist. Um, yeah, it's like it's one of those two playlists. Erica, you contain multitudes. You got know? range. You got range. You know, it's, that's I so love funny. That. Yeah, oh it my just God. depends on you what time me- of the day you catch me. Well, I think we caught you at a good time because. This was super fun, oh and I God. learned so much. Thank you. This You're was making me laugh. Fun. Thank you. Thank you this so much awesome. for coming on Fat Mascara. Thanks for, Thank my, thanks for hanging out with me. This was great. We hope you enjoyed the show. It's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better. Head over to iTunes to rate and review us, or email your thoughts to info at fatmascara.com. We also want to answer your beauty questions and hear what products you love. To share a Razor One product review or to ask a beauty question, email us at info at Fat Mascara. If you send it as a voice memo file, we can even share your voice on the podcast. You can also do that by leaving us a voice message. Our phone number in the United States is 646-481-8182. Thanks so much for listening. Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's Highest Air is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. And it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp. 
something we learned about on a recent episode, and all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did, start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.